to the Neo News Today podcast. My name is Dean, and today I'm going to be talking to Sergio Flores, who won first place in the recent Neo Microsoft DAP competition with Nacho Men, which is a turn-based wrestling game where players can collect, train, and battle their wrestlers against other players. Sergio was also a competition winner in the first City of Zion DAP comp with Phantasma, which is described as a next-generation decentralized content distribution system. Now, Sergio has continued to develop Phantasma, put together a team, and is gearing up to launch a token sale, its own blockchain, and so much more. So he's going to tell us all about that also. Wherever you're listening to us, be it iTunes, Google Play, or YouTube, don't forget to subscribe, and we always appreciate a share if you find our content interesting. Let's take a look at some upcoming dates. Neo are in the middle of their European tour, having visited Amsterdam, Lisbon, Madrid, and Paris. To round off the tour, there will be a meetup in Vienna on April 24th, featuring presentations from Neo, Red Pulse, Moonlight, Neowarth, Sap, and NOS, and a workshop instructed by Chris Hagar from City of Zion and Red Pulse on smart contract programming with Python. The last event on the tour will be April 26th in Zurich, with presentations from Neo, Ontology, Pixio Chain, NOS, QLink, and Alchemint. Dean Van Dugteren will host a workshop on smart contract and DAP development, so if you're a developer in the area, you don't want to miss out on that. On May 2nd, the Smart Economy Expo, a new virtual organization backed by Neon Exchange and City of Zion, will be presenting at European Parliament in Brussels, Belgium. The Expo has been formed as an initiative to promote technical education for lawmakers and regulators so they can establish innovation-friendly laws and regulations by 2020. Presenting at the Brussels event will be Fabio Canison, Da Hong Fei, along with representation from Moonlight and Ontology. This event is closed to the public, but it's an awesome one to take note of nonetheless. You can find out more information on all these events on our website. Just head over to neonewstoday.com and click on our calendar. All right, let's move on to the interview. On the line, I have Sergio Flores, an extremely talented City of Zion developer who was a winner of the first City of Zion DAP competition with Phantasma Protocol, and he also won the first prize in the recent Neo Microsoft development competition with Nacho Men. Sergio, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you to invite me. Not a problem. So as I mentioned, um, you're obviously a, a very gifted engineer, um, demonstrated by the fact you've won these competitions, and uh, we're going to talk about both those projects. Um, but first, can you tell us a little bit about your background and how you came to start working on the Neo platform? Sure. Well, I've been working as a programmer for almost uh, two decades. Well, I, but I started first as, because I wanted to make video games when I was a child. And I learned programming because of that. And that's actually the, my, my main background. I've worked not exactly in games, because in, in my country there weren't uh, many games companies, but I've been working, uh, creating game engines for many years. And from there, I started trying lots of different languages, uh, and I ended working with the Unity game engine which uses C Sharp, and later was introduced to the blockchain. I I, I will uh, say that I first got into the blockchain because my friends say, well, you should start checking these these things. It's like crazy. 
everyone now wants to do things in blockchain. And I started reading about it. And then I discovered smart contracts. And I, I, I saw that different platforms were doing different smart contracts. And I read about Neo. At the, at the time, it was called C-Lanchers. And you see that he uses C-Sharp. That's where I started getting interest because it was the language that I was been working for many years. Mm-hmm. And I started reading into it. At the, in the beginning, um, most of the documentation was still in Chinese. Uh, so I, I found some tutorials in English. I followed them. But at the time, I was a bit lost. So when, when I finally started um, getting more into new was when I discovered City of Zion. And they go into their um, at the time they used Slack. Now they move into the, the Discord. But th- there was lots of developers from City of Zion and other guys that interested in EU. And uh, we started chatting. I, I asked lots of questions. I started learning. And then um, then we moved to the competition later. Uh, I, th- I think it was after one month or so that I was doing stuff with Neo. The City of Zion and I said, let's, let's make a competition to starting having more dApps on Neo. And back then I, I had this idea that I wanted to, to try. And, and I started starting doing it. And when I was doing it, uh, I find, well, uh, I see that new as a smart contract platform has lots of potential, but it's still missing a, a bit of things like tools for developers. And that time I started a side project that was the Neo Debugger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so I, I showed that to an initial version of it. I, I showed it on the... City of Zion Slack and lots of guys say, hey, this looks cool. Are you going to finish it? And they say, yeah, of course. I, I went to use it to myself and I'm going later to go re- <laughs> to the, the community so everyone can take uh, make use of it. And that's actually how I later got invited to join City of Zion. I was still uh, trying to finish my project to the competition, but they say, well, we see that you have talent and you know lots of things about new already or do you want to, to join us? And I, I got in and after, well, many months, I'm still doing lots of things for City of Zion. I still don't know everything about new, but uh, in terms of smart contracts, I, I, I'm pretty solid already. And I've been starting to trying to learn a bit more about the other core aspects of new, like the, the consensus nodes, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But for that, that was my, my, my trajectory until now, basically. That's awesome. And I remember because um, we did features on all those uh, City of Zion DAP comp winners um, leading up to the second comp. And one of the questions I, I asked you um, was what was your experience, you know, developing with Neo? And you said, you know, it was a little bit tricky at first. It was hard to find stuff, but it got easier as time went on. And, and to go from that to winning the uh, the Neo Microsoft DAP competition, I, I think that just shows you know, uh, not only your progress, but the progress of um, the Neo ecosystem, you know, that you, you're able to go from there to creating something that wins this global competition. Uh, I think that's a nice little story there. So let's talk about Nacho Men. Um, so for people who don't know, uh, as I mentioned, Neo held this global development competition with the support of Microsoft that had $490,000 worth of prizes up for grabs in in Neo and Gas, I think it was. Um, and the requirement was you had to build a DAP, obviously with Neo, uh, and there were more than 500 signups and 77 entries from all over the world. And lo and behold, Nacho Men won first place. So first of all, congratulations on that. 
Well, thank you. Yep. Um, and so for those who have not seen Nacho Men yet, um, can you explain to the listeners, you know, what that is? Yeah. So basically, Nacho, Nacho Man is a game where you have your role in a wrestler and you're going to fight against other players' wrestlers. And, and, again, and when I say fight, it, it's more like, like Pokemon games. It's turn-based, so you can choose different moves. The, the opponent also choose their own moves. And after a while, they, they you can see the results of, of every turn. And um, then you can also have, a, like, train your own wrestlers or sell or buy different wrestlers, like in the marketplace. And that's basically the, the core of the game. It's a turn-based multiplayer game. Okay, cool. So to, to link it to something that people might already be familiar with, if you could think of maybe something like CryptoKitties, but with more functionality because you're able to train you know, your, your yeah, fighters, yeah. you're able to compete in these um, little little fights. Um, you know, I don't know. Do they gain experience for, for beating other opponents? Do you win tokens yeah, they, through that? Yeah, yeah. they do win uh, experience. And uh, we and tokens too. That tokens are going to use to to pay for the training and to to pay for buying new wrestlers. Because in the end, you want to not have just one wrestler. You want to have a, a team of wrestlers that you send to different battles. And uh, I'm also going to have a feature where you can have two different wrestlers fighting at the same time against two other two like a, a tag team battle. And and yeah, crypto kitties is a good way to compare because in crypto kitties you have the kits and you have lots of unique kits. Here you have wrestlers that you can also have lots of different combinations. But the difference is here you have a, like a complete game in the way you can actually compete and uh, you have a gameplay basically. That is was something that I think it was missing in crypto kitties because it could just collect kits and nothing yeah. more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as far as the quality of the application goes. Um, Fabio Cannison, the founder of City of Zion, um, who was actually one of the judges, uh, I saw he said on Reddit that next time a C-sharp developer uh, wants to learn how to program Neo, he's just going to send them to the Nacho Man GitHub. That's pretty high praise. I asked about too. Uh, what I can say about that is, uh, in terms of smart contract, Nacho Man is actually quite complex because um, it's actually the whole game uh, logic, uh, while excluding the, the actual graphics, uh, the whole game is done in the smart contract, and it's probably at this time, if not the largest, it's one of the largest smart contracts in for Neo. It's, it's pretty large, actually, with lots of different details. And uh, I think when Kanzin speak about that, it's it, because if somebody wants to learn about new smart contracts and they read national main contract, that right there, there's lots of different useful things for developers. Excellent. Yeah. So at the Amsterdam conference, um, you said there were a few more functional and aesthetic updates you wanted to make. Um, and also you didn't really need to raise money for this project because I, mean, yeah. I guess you got prize money develop, uh, or whatever it is for development. Um, so instead you were looking at maybe doing an airdrop um, to get this up and running so people can use it. How long till that happens and how long till people can actually start playing Nacho Men? So about the features... Uh, one was attack battles that I spoke before, and the other is having different items that you can equip on wrestlers. This is mostly for making the, the battles more complex. So I don't want the battles to be just about like you. I want to have strategy. So the items are going to help with that. Uh, another thing that is that I wanted to change is 
I've got lots of complaints that saying, yeah, the, the game that win win the Neo competition is just a pixel art like ret- retro game, and I, I'm thinking that maybe I need to remake the graphics a bit, so making it maybe a bit more modern look. So I'm still looking about that. Other thing about the airdrop. The problem with airdrops is if I am going to to specify the details. <laughs> Lots of people are are going to just, you know, either make different fake new accounts and just to get more tokens. That's a bit of a problem. So what I'm thinking, I'm going to do the airdrop it like in secret, and yep. after the airdrop is done, I'm going to reveal the details. I think that's better yep. to avoid different uh, opportunities. That's just to go for the tokens. I don't want that. I want that. Just the community of Neo gets uh, enough tokens to play the game so everyone can try. That's what's best to do. Yeah, I think that's a good idea too, personally. Um, All right, let's switch gears to Phantasma. So um, this was an idea, as you mentioned uh, earlier, you had for the first City of Zion DAP competition and and you were a prize winner there too. Um, And like I said, we did a feature on this after that initial competition. We did a feature on all the the winning uh, applications. Um, But I just got through reading your white paper um, recently, and it seems like the concept has grown considerably um, since then. Like you're moving towards your token sale now. You're actually developing your own blockchain, um, which is going to work with NEO via NEOX. So there's a lot going on here. Um, And and looking at the project, I think there's kind of two ways to look at it. Number one is, you know, what Phantasma can do. Um, and how it does it or the technical side of things, let's say. And then number two is like the applications and the use cases that will be enabled by the, the Phantasm protocol and the platform. So can you start by giving us uh, the basic outline of what Phantasma is? And we'll go over that a little bit. And then afterwards, maybe we can discuss the applications. And I'm hoping this will um, kind of frame it up for the listeners and give them a good understanding of, of what the project is. True. So what's the key? The best way to describe Phantasma is um, decentralized content sharing platform. When I, I can start speaking by saying that over the last decade, maybe lots of services like Mega Plus, Pirate Bay, which still exists but has lots of problems, uh, lots, lots of different services got hit or not even those kind of services, but you can also speak, for example, for High cloud that was hacked and what was was a big scandal because lots of photos got leaked. That, that's the kind of things we went to prevent with Phantasm. Like when you depend on a third-party platform, they actually have access to everything. And if you you use the blockchain and give every person that uploads something um, control using their private key, that's where you went to go. So um, in the end, uh, this pro- like you said, the project has, has grown a lot. In the end, um, for, for the first competition that I won, I, I started with a decentralized email because I think that was the thing that I think could develop faster in time for the competition that could also um, demonstrate the thing that it was having an email where the emails are controlled fully by you. One example was LavaBeat. A platform of emails that uh, Edward Snowden used before, and because um, the U.S. government forced them to shut down because 
if you have uh, DML running the blockchain, that could not happen because nobody can shoot down the blockchain. And that, that's why I decided to go with email first as an example. Okay, cool. So um, I want to come back to that email thing in a little bit. Um, you, in the white paper, you identify as the core concepts of Phantasma um, boxes, users, messages, and gates. So I'm assuming yeah. if someone's going to understand how Phantasma works uh, and how this decentralized you know, file sharing and messaging protocol is going to work, it's going to be crucial to understanding those components. So can you talk a little bit about those for us? Yeah, Box is, uh, it's it's mostly just, uh, we could can call them just in boxes because it, it's a more popular word. Anyone that is using Phantasma is going to have an inbox that is linked to the, to the new wallet. So if they want to receive contents, the contents goes to, the, to that inbox. And creating creating the inbox is going to re- require tokens. So the first time they use the platform, they're going to create an inbox or, or multiple if they want to have separate things. Then you get a message that are what users are going to send to each other. The message is something that contains data. Not not need to be an email, can be a file, can be like a invoice. It's basically what the apps that are going to create it for Phantasma decide to use. And that's that's the most simple way to define what, what the components of the system. And taking those components, we can then start imagining different types of apps, like the emails, like uh, digital stores. We can imagine selling different types of content, like if someone wants to publish videos or even games, they could do it in Phantasma. The, the files will be decentralized on, on the Phantasma network, and then somebody can, could go to the uh, shop that they created as a decentralized application and buy the contents with tokens, and the contents will get distributed, uh, the tokens will be distributed back to the network as a percentage, and a small percentage of it will go to the content creators. That's basically the token model that is going to run into the network. Okay, cool. So I'm going to make some comparisons. I'm just trying to put this again in terms that you know people who are already using blockchain stuff might understand. Yeah. You said um, the boxes is essentially like a Neo wallet, right? So yeah. the way that someone, in the same way someone might send um, tokens from themselves to someone else using phantasma you'll be able to send a message or a file from wallet a to wallet b in, exactly. the, in the same way and then the, yeah. the gates that that you mes- mentioned as one of the concepts um the core concepts that allow that that uh, i guess creates permissions for different people to be able to either read or write or receive is that correct yeah yeah the gate is it's like um mini small contracts that um, are going to control what content can go in or go out of, of, a, of a inbox. So do, with the, the gate, you can create boxes that anybody can read or anybody can write or just somebody, only one new wallet can write. You can control it in different kinds of rules. So, uh, for example, if you want to create an, e- an email system, you will have a box that only you can read, but anyone can write. That's a very simple example. Okay. For doing shops or things, you'll create different rules. Okay. So I think that it's very clear then why email yeah. is such a good fit for Phantasma. Um, and I saw that in your white paper, you've got that down as like a, a Q2 
2018 deliverable. So I'm assuming you guys will have a version of email that people will be able to um, use and test out. Um, and I, uh, you've mentioned that you also want to make it compatible with existing email systems as well. Um, so there'll be like a relay between SMTP. Uh, is that going to be something that you'll you'll have ready for that prototype or is that further down the line? We, we have someone working on that. What's, what's going to, how that's going to work is you need to have um, some service sitting outside of the chain that is going to connect between those um, traditional email protocols like MCTP, POP3, and for example, like when someone sends an email to a Phantasma inbox, that email needs to be converted like from the traditional protocol to the, the Phantasma protocol. And when an email goes outside the blockchain to the real world, also a conversion needs to happen. And for that, that needs to be done outside the chain with, uh, with what is what we call the Phantasma relays. That is like a, we can also call them nodes. Maybe it's a more common term, but it's something that's going to be running by users that's going to participate in the Phantasma network and those is what to do the operations outside of the blockchain. Okay, yeah. cool. So then um, the files that people are going to be sending uh, and and storing, I guess, um, on Phantasma, where exactly are they going to exist? So are they are the files stored on the blockchain or do we just store like a reference to where that, like a hash to where that file is located somewhere else on the blockchain? And then... Um, I, you know, someone might pay for X amount of storage. If they stop paying for that storage, where does that file then go? Like, how, how is that all handled? I actually, I had this working in that initial uh, demo with the email. How it works is you, you can't actually put the files themselves in the blockchain, especially not in EU, because um, for, first, it's going to be expensive, and second, you don't want that that large amount of data in the blockchain because it's just going to bloat it. Mm -hmm. yep. So what we do is, it's like you said, when you want to store something, you create an hash from the data and just store the hash in the blockchain. It works as a reference. And in our case, that Phantasma Relays is um, where the actual data is going to be stored. We have different modes, like if, if you want to... To pay, upload a file, you're going to pay like for for um, time you use it that the file stays there. If you don't pay, the, the file get, data that gets removed. Of course, the task continues in the blockchain. So later, if you want to re-upload it, you just need to pay the, the running cost, not the upload cost. But that's it. It's like a distributed file system running on the top of Neo. And actually, Neo does have at least it was promised in the white paper, um, something called a new file system. That's where I actually got the idea for Phantasma. But um, at last, I've, I've done lots of investigation about that, and what I can say is still not uh, not very advanced. It's mostly in the planning phase. So right now, Phantasma, at least for now, is going to be a substitute for that. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. 
Um, and I just want to make a note for the listeners. Um, there is a lot of other really interesting stuff um, about this system in the white paper that I don't have time to go into, um, including you know how the phantasma nodes are going to work, your proof of retrievability, uh, and all those sorts of things. So I would, you know, I recommend that users, uh, sorry, listeners, go and uh, check all that out because there's a lot of great stuff in there. Um, but I want to talk a little bit more about uh, the the application. So you've mentioned in the white paper um, some of the potential applications are uh, like oracles, um, digital commerce, which you've mentioned as well uh, in this pod, uh, video streaming, and you've got them in your roadmap too, I'm assuming for different prototypes. Um, and I guess yeah. developers will be able to use Phantasma to build their own as well. But of these applications, which of these use cases would you say that you're most excited about? And as a part B to that, why does Phantasma allow that particular use case to be built in a way that improves upon the current methods of, of building those sorts of systems at the moment? Well, how I structure the roadmap for Phantasma is we have three different phases. Um, and the use cases that we specified are also was planned specifically for different phases. Like, for example, TML is the most simple case that is going to use a, a smart contract running on top of Neo. Then the second use case, like the, it's the oracles, where, where you can have a oracle system running on top of Neo. That's if you have, for example, want to create an application, centralized application that takes the prices from all cryptocurrencies, you can have an oracle that is going to push that data to the blockchain and read that on the smart contract. And for that, we are going to have our Phantasma nodes or Phantasma relays. So that's the second phase. And then the third phase, we have the use case of like video streaming or digital stores where you can, where that kind of stuff where you can sell videos or you can sell games. And that requires the Phantasma storage. That is... Um, and not only that, but it also requires some modifications in smart contracts that currently it's not possible to do with Neo. Like, we need to have smart contracts that are able to directly access those data on the Phantasma storage. Right now, uh, smart contracts don't have a way to communicate with the exterior unless you use oracles. But for a big amount of data, we want to have a very tight integration with the blockchain. That's in the, in the end, our final phase of the roadmap is to split from Neo into, into our own blockchain, and but still remain compatible, like using the Neo X protocol. Mm -hmm. So our last phase and final products are going to use that blockchain that has very... Uh, a modified version of smart contracts that have very tight integration with, with data. That is something that's currently missing in both Neo and Ethereum, and we, we want to fill that gap. Okay, cool. And and which of those those applications do you think is most likely to be like a, a killer application? Which one do you think is most likely to, to revolutionize its particular space or use case? Well, I think it's a building... Probably more more uh, revolutionary is, is when you can ha actually have full um, stores or full full uh, websites running on top of Phantasma mm -hmm. because it, it's like you don't need servers. You don't you, anybody can use our SDK to create their own centralized applications. That's going to probably improve a lot of the new ecosystem. 
Okay, great. Cool. So, um, as I mentioned earlier, you've got uh, a token sale coming up. I, th- I think your whitelist whitelist is open uh, for registration, if I'm not mistaken. So, what can you yeah, tell us about that? Open. Yeah. Basically, Neo did come to Lisbon some days ago, and we helped organize the event. It was a, um, a big surprise because we are having not many registrations in the event um, link, but in the end, uh, like a triple number of persons appeared. The room was full. It was lots of new fans right there. And uh, it was during this event that we revealed, uh, opened our whitelist and revealed the date for the public sale that's going to be uh, in the end of May. So anyone that uh, wants to sign up to the whitelist, it's already open. Just need to go to phantasma.io. Awesome. Sweet. And um, as far as, you know, more information, the website phantasma.io is a great place to go. Um, but if they want to get involved, um, learn more about the team, uh, get project updates, do you have uh, a Telegram, a Discord, Twitter? Where else can they go to yeah. follow? We have both a Telegram and a Discord. And if they want to talk about specific details of the project, you can go there and talk there with me or any other of the developers. Because I know that... Um, this project is quite ambitious and there's lots of questions to be asked. So the best way is really to go into the Telegram and just ask questions. Awesome. Fantastic. Well, um, anyone who's listening to this, uh, whether you're listening to it on YouTube, iTunes or Google Play, uh, we will have links to Phantasma um, website and social accounts just below. So look out for that and you'll be able to find uh, all the information you need. Um, Sergio, thank you very much for coming on the pod, mate. Uh, it's always a pleasure to have, uh, talented, experienced developers on here talking about innovative things that they're working on. So I'm very happy to have you. I'm looking forward to seeing where Phantasma goes as well as Nacho Men. And, uh, yeah, I look forward to catching up with you sometime at a, a Neo, uh, meetup or something in the future, mate. Yeah. Thank you. It was a pleasure to be here today speaking with you. All right. Thanks, mate. <laughs>